Welcome back, everyone, to another real inspiring episode of Studio 603. Real being R-E-E-L. Because the love goes deep. We're, we're, <laughs> we're hooking you in with the deep stuff. Mm. Take a bite. Mm. We, we're, we are your hosts. We haven't introduced ourselves in a while. In case you're new to Studio 603, we are your hosts. I am Matt, and this is... Sam. And we are excited that you are joining us. We are broadcasting oh, during okay. Kingston's first snowfall. Snowfall. First snowfall in Kingston, Ontario. And it's, they reckon it's going to be about 15 centimeters. Oh, pardon me, I punched the phone. They reckon it's going to be about 15 centimeters. And me and Matt just spent maybe five minutes standing on our balcony watching people trying to get up the hill. F- failing. Cars, cars sliding everywhere, reversing, people giving up. Welcome to the 4.45 p.m. sunsets. Bitter cold and for the vitamin D (laughs) synthesis. Mm, Yeah, we've got the uh, what is it? What what they call that thing? A light? Light box. Light box. We have a light box. Shoots out UV light. Mm, mm. It's really good. Normally, like you, you turn it on in the morning when you're trying to wake up, and like wakes you up. Mm. Because in Canada, you go to bed dark, you wake up dark. Your body just gets fed. (laughs) The sun doesn't come out. For five months. I have a question. Would you rather live in 24 hours of pure darkness mm. for like a season or 24 hours of daylight? 24 hours of daylight, no question. Unless if it was 24 hours of darkness with Aurora Borealis. If there was Aurora Borealis yeah, and maybe watch, a full moon, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be game. You'd watch out one night and you'd be like, okay, that's sick. I've seen it. I'm done. So this week, we... <laughs> Would you rather have <laughs> the finest wine or mm. the finest cheese? Mm. Finest wine, hands down. I'd go for the cheese. I'm enjoying these questions. Where are you coming up with these? Um, I'm inspired by the weather. Mm. Mm. Okay, if you had to have a glass of wine, the finest wine... With anyone in history, who would you choose? Dead or alive? Yeah, and you can't make it political. You can't be like, oh, I'd bring this person back and ask them why they did this. It's just like, I want to sit down with you, drink a glass of wine, maybe sit by mm. sit by a crackling fire and have a good conversation. Mm. Who would you do it with? That's a really good question. How come you don't ask me these questions like day to day? Trying to impress Levi <laughs> and Colton. <laughs> Um, the <laughs> the first person that comes to mind is Celine Dion. Wow, that is very unexpected. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I just was thinking classy. Yeah, but she's not from history. <laughs> well, she's kind of getting up there. She, she's a historical person. Yeah, that's true. Celine Dion. And I think Matt's going to start us off with the topic of this week. This week. We are, I'm going to give the context of this. So Sam is giving the sermon at church on Sunday, and he's got some ideas in mind, and we're going to sandbox a few of these ideas 
and just kind of see where it goes. And the title so far is Active Rest. Active Rest. <laughs> Did you want to harmonize on that? Yeah. We can. Okay. All right, ready? Active, Active Rest. And Sam's going to give some background to... I, I hadn't heard the term before, so Sam's going to give some background to what Active Rest is. Okay. Let me set the scene. It's the weekend. Sunday. I've been training for months for a marathon. Maggie. Maggie. I was getting Maggie and Jose into one. As Maggie. Mm. Uh, Maggie and Jose coming up to stay in Kingston. First time we've had guests, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And it was phenomenal. It was magnificent. Top notch. Mm. 10 out of 10 company. Mm. Uh, and then I do this marathon. I'm like ready to do this marathon. I'm like, I'm going to chop this marathon up. I'm going to get the best time in the world. What was your predicted? So Sam's run one marathon before. It was also in Picton. This was the Picton Marathon. And you ran the first one in sub four hours, which is good. And what was your like best outcome time for this second marathon? This one I was hitting to do it in about three hours 20, three (laughs) hours 30. And I was like killing it. Yeah, Sam was sending me his training times. In his little training app, and he was running like seven and a half minute miles, like for like a 17, 18 mile gig. And I was like, holy crap, like you were flying. <laughs> um, so I turned up at the marathon and had this weird moment. I was just like, I don't care about the time anymore. I'm just gonna run it and chill out. Um, so I did. And I'm running along. I see these two guys just. Just like howling with laughter. I'm like, we are in a marathon. <laughs> I'm loaded to the gills with all the running equipment. I got my headphones in. I'm like listening to like the most Beyonce. Beyonce, the most <laughs> inspirational like rap songs. Like, you know, Roy Jones Jr. Um, I'm like going for it. And then these guys are just chatting away, making jokes at each other. And then all of a sudden I was like, I need to get in on this. So I did. Mm. And I started talking to this one dude and great guy. Both of them are great guys. I speak to this guy and he starts teaching me how to run a marathon. And I didn't realize there's a huge science behind it. Oh, I did know there was a science behind it, but I've always been lazy to not learn the science behind it. I'm just kind of like, run, see what happens. So he's teaching me that for every like kilometer, like you speed up and then you see the sign and then you slow down. Mm. And like you start like manipulating your heartbeat. And that was like it in a nutshell. Obviously, I'm sure you can Google this, but he used this frame. He coined this phrase, active rest. And I started running with him for the whole thing. And he's like, you need to like... But it was like an amazing science. He's like, basically, you get to like the final 10K or whatever. And he's like, then your arms carry you for the rest. Hmm. Like your emotion of your arms carry you. Like you just want to get your... like. The race begins on, like, the final 5K or whatever, or 10K. It's, like, really interesting understanding the mind frame behind a marathon and the way people train and understand how to run a marathon. So, yeah, active rest. Basically, it was running whilst resting. Resting whilst running. So, so in other words, like, not just really giving her the whole way and just beating yourself up. To get your best time, but to like slack and hold back a little bit and throttle yourself in a really deliberate way 
so that you have energy for the whole race and that you can finish yeah. super strong. So, yeah, it's like why run the first, just say, 15K breaking every limit? Like mm. you're, you're going at it. Mm. Why not actually cut 25 seconds off each kilometer for the whole entire duration of the marathon mm. rather than just for the first 10K? Because then you're going to slow down and you're not going to have any energy for the end. Mm. It's better to conserve it mm. and knock time down gradually and slowly. How does how does active rest apply outside of a marathon racing context? My point was was that some people may look like they've slowed down or they may not look like they're in the game mm. or going mm. full throttle, but really... They're just slowing their heart rate down, man, so that when it comes to the crunch again, they've got that energy to push through. Mm. Just because someone's not working, like going 5,000 miles per hour, and they're just taking a little break, mm. you can still trudge forward on a little break. They ain't slacking off. They just need that active mm. rest mm. for the finish line. Mm. That's my point, round and about. Yeah, and we, we have, like, we live in a culture at least from my perspective. I'm living in a culture where I'm looking around and everything's a hustle. Everything's a hustle, yeah. Everything's a hustle and people have side hustles because they're trying to make ends meet and pay the bills and you know they've got families and they've got a spouse or a partner or a husband, wife, and they've got kids and they've got like, commitments and responsibilities and it's almost like if you're not trying to keep one of these balls in the air like in hustling and juggling, then it's like looked down upon almost yeah. in society. Yeah. Would you would you agree? Hundred yeah. percent. And it doesn't mean that you that you've stopped juggling. Like mm. you've got to slow down in order to still move forward. Like you need to sleep mm. in order to stay awake, right? So the thing I think that we have problems with is we all get to the point where we just need a cup of coffee. Or we need to take two weeks. Mm. I'm gonna play my Xbox for two weeks. <laughs> or I'm gonna I'm gonna like read this sick book that just came out. Yeah. But like just you know, you walk past and you see someone sitting down and you're like, oh they're lazy. Or mm. if you're at work or something, oh my gosh, that guy never does anything. Mm. Happens if that guy's just like taking a quick power break or whatever. And also my point is is that you can't like judge people if they aren't moving forward or if they're moving forward at a slower pace. Mm. Do you think it's easier to do active rest like in a marathon context or in a life context with another person? Like you were running with that one guy who was telling you about active rest. So is it easier to do when somebody's doing it with you or somebody's keeping you accountable to that rest? My own personal opinion <clears throat> is I have different thresholds. So, like, exams. If I feel like I've done poorly in an exam, mm. I have a meltdown. This is the way it goes in this house. I do an exam. I have a meltdown. I need to sit down with Lauren and Matt and talk about it for 20 minutes. Oh, more than that. Then I need to watch a meme video compilation or something. Mm. 
I'm watching memes. Yeah. Like I'm 26 and I'm watching memes. <laughs> yeah. To anyone on the outside, like they're like, mm. this guy is an idiot. But in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking about the next day. Yeah, I'm thinking about the assignment that's due mm. next day. Mm. But the memes are like my active rest for that mm. period. I'm mm. still moving forward in my thoughts, and I'm, but I need them in order to move forward. Mm. I haven't stopped. That's my point. Like, you need to stop and take a pee break on a marathon. Does that mean you stop running a marathon? No, it means you're taking a leak. Yeah. One thing that I've learned about myself over the years is that I find it really difficult to have downtime while there's daylight and during the day. Like, I find it really hard to excuse myself to have any time for just sitting and enjoying a cup of coffee or... Sending an email to a friend that I've been meaning to try, like, try to respond to for weeks. It's like I have to work on my research and I have to work on my different projects and I have to work on school and I can't let up until either everything's done or I've logged like a full, full day. And I really struggle to put breaks t- break time in there. Like <laughs> active rest is revolutionary and I would love to adopt moments and where I feel like okay with taking a break but I don't know how to give my myself permission to do that in like a day-to-day way and also in like a week by week month by month yeah I mean active rest doesn't mean taking 20 minutes for a cup of coffee like I also want to speak about like Active rest may be you need to take two weeks, two months, two years. Like, Mm. there is no specified time. This is purely individualistic. But my point is, is I don't think that as a community or as a culture, we should judge people Mm. when they seem... Like they're not doing anything. Yeah, because that doesn't mean they're not doing anything. And, And you're right, like, you grind every day. You jump on the laptop, you're like banging out research paper, working for whoever you work for, but you don't take time for yourself because you think that's bad. Oh, it's like a negative thing. Yeah. There's, there's like, I can feel like shame inside of me. Like I shame myself for yeah. wanting yeah. that time and just walking away and saying, oh, that's enough for now. And I'm going to go take care of me and I'm going to go exercise and run at 3.30 because it's going to be dark by 4.30. And like, uh, like why, like, why is that? Like, what is it inside of us that makes it so difficult? And maybe it's just me. I'm just projecting to the world. (laughs) I'd be curious as well to know that. I don't know what it is. And I think maybe there's something to do with construct of society and how as a culture, we don't embrace each other anymore. Like physical embrace? Like community embracement. Mm. We don't, example, I don't know, nomads or small villages. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, whatever country you want to go to, everyone was this community, right? Everyone knew each other, everyone's like friends, Mm. whatever. Mm. I think today we lack that belongingness. And you have that active rest with each other, I think. Mm. Even when you're around each other, you've, as we said this before, me and Matt parallel play all the time. Matt's doing his work. <laughs> I'm playing Fortnite. <clears throat> but I think what we, what we severely lack 
is community embracement. Mm. Yeah. And it's almost like because if I'm following you, if it's like because we don't know each other at a community level that anytime you do see me, I want to be, I want to be seen as somebody who's running on, who's like running and going yeah. and like you want to be the next a game. I'm going to be a game. Yeah. Businessman, no, look at me, I'm a big boy, I'm one of them real boys. Mm. We forget that. We forget what it's like to sit down and have a meal with each other in a community. And I'm not saying I know what it's like. I don't know what mm. it's like. There's something about pulling energy from those who you care about. Mm. Active rest is like a broad spectrum, obviously. And when you were talking about active rest earlier before we had hit the record button we were talking about like drafting and the flying v and when you look up at the sky and you see 50 canadian geese there's like one who's working really hard in the front and the others are are doing less work and kind of slacking and then that person like rolls off the the, the front geese rolls off to the back and the next person yeah, and so there's like a communal element to rest and yeah. like knowing that you're working really hard and uh, I'm not working as hard and I'm just going to be in your slipstream and I've got your back. So whenever you want to tag out and whenever you want to take some rest, like I'm going to step in and you can, you can be behind me while I'm going hard in the paint to use a basketball metaphor. Love it. (laughs) And I think there's this like community level. I don't know. I do think there is some form of element of drawing rejuvenation from being alone and rejuvenating from whether it's one person or a community focus. But yeah, the Canadian geese one is, yeah, you know, they just peel off. The next one comes up, that one's done, peels off to the back. And it's like, how do they even know? Yeah. Like, that's such an amazing... I was, I was trying to think of the last time that either... I was working really, really hard on something and really involved with entrenched in something and I needed to, I just needed somebody else to take over. I needed somebody else to tag in Mm. emotionally, physically, spiritually. Let's take spiritually, for example. So very often, (laughs) more than I would like, I go to church and feel just like I'm filling a seat and I'm not, I just cannot talk to the people around me about spiritual things and I don't feel like I'm that helpful to my, my community and I'm just there to for solidarity reasons and I'm like hopeful that somebody will say something that taps an inner nerve, spiritual nerve and, and nourishes me it's, and it seems selfish to, to feel that way. Whereas sometimes I, I go to church feeling like I can pour out and give and I'm kind of the lead geese, lead goose, the lead goose in, in that specific format. But I, yeah, I want to go back to, to that feeling of like shame and selfishness about when I, when I don't feel like I'm the lead goose at church and I'm just feeling the pew and I'm just hoping to get filled up. Like that currently, that model feels very bad. But this conversation is making me like question whether or not that's actually the best, the right mindset about it. And that being the back of the bus goose is like, okay, <laughs> like <laughs> just being in the slipstream. 
Yeah, and the slipstream, man. Yeah. I mm. mean, what do you think? I think it just stems from what I was saying earlier about judging people. Mm. Mm. If you don't actually know someone's position, or you don't know what's going on, it's easy just to be like, that guy is so lazy, or that dude does not care about what is happening mm. right now. Mm. We get downtrodden, we get beat up emotionally, spiritually, whatever. And the way we try and show perseverance or faith is by, look at me, I'm like doing so much work, I'm so busy, I'm so stressed, I'm so busy because I do so much work. I believe. (laughs) But really, like, you're just a human and Mm. we all have a threshold Mm. and some people get met quicker than others. Some people would let their thresholds get to them. Some people don't let it get to them. Mm. And I think it's a cultural thing for sure. Mm. I just think it's cultural. Because there's no reason why you should feel that way when you turn up to meeting. Because I'm sure if you have a conversation with someone and you say one thing that changes their day, then... And this conversation is really like changing in my brain how I think about people who sit in the back row and people who I'm using this as a metaphor now, people who like are like seem like they're slacking and they're just like barely showing up and they look like they couldn't care less about this or that. And that's my point. And I'm like, man, like why aren't you rallying behind this? Like why aren't you getting on this bandwagon of change or why aren't you like do something? But this is like really shifting some things around and I'm thinking, man, maybe I just need to go and or not even do anything. Just like let, the, like yeah, like that's okay. Yeah, like yeah, they're fine. Yeah, mm. helpful. You know, they're hustling. Mm. Mm. Peace. Side, the side hustle game is strong. The side hustle game. Yeah, they might be doing what you're doing. <laughs> five thousand things on mm. spinning five thousand plates. I've seen like this active rest element in relationship, and I'm trying to explore it, and I don't have the words for it, but. Well, sometimes you have to be an ostrich. Or a hedgehog. you got to just get, like, straight in your ball and do what you need to do to keep your head above water. And then on the other side, you'll see them on the other side. Like, peace out. I'm gone for two months. I've got this to sort out. I think I'm typical for that. I'm like, I'm I'm a hedgehog sometimes. I just, like, it's like the the winters. It's like, okay, I'll see you guys in the summer because you're going to see me again for this semester. Like, that's the joke I normally do with Lauren is I'll see you in the semester ends, like, because I'm done. <laughs> I'm studying, like. But also, I think it's just, like, routine, man. You got to find a routine for active rest. Get your routine going. Once you start feeling tired, I'm waning. I'm getting tired. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do whatever makes me rejuvenate or I'm going to stop doing that because that's going to kill me. Like, that's, that's like, doing me in. Mm. Like sometimes you just need that, like, two minutes to, like, breathe and just be like, okay, I've got this and jump back in the fray. Because mm. mm. we're so used to just, like... Blaze. Blazing that. Windmilling until you drop. Mm. Because that's what society thinks is a sign of a hard worker. Mm. Coming back to your marathon, what was your what was your final time? Did you get three twenty? No, I got three fifty seven. I beat my previous time by like a minute. Mm. 
And you know, I gave myself a pound the back. I said, "Good job, buddy. That's a minute. You did what you came out here to do." And guess what? The next day, I woke up. My legs were fine. I didn't feel like garbage. That's not true. You you were hobbling along the in first, pain. The first marathon, no, I thought I was dead. That's <laughs> true. I thought I transcended into another realm mm. for about two minutes after the race. Mm. I think my one of my takeaways out of this conversation is that if any of you are looking for an excuse to just take a hot second for yourself, you can text Sam or I, and we will quickly and immediately thumbs up the crud out of that. I will not respond because I'm taking active rest. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I I need somebody to tell me it's okay to take a break and it's okay to throttle back and not be pedaling away as lead goose. So um, if any of you could just text me randomly after you've listened to this and just say something along the lines of, it's okay to take a break now, and that will make me feel so much better about self-care and not hustling so hard. Introducing Cup of Tea, Sammy Tea, in the house. Active rest, take it to the test. I'm gonna be a butter maker nest. Cause I'm a goose flying in a V shape mm. in the sky. Oh. I'm gonna take a second to fly by with mm. the flight mm. down mm. straight to mm. the flow. Everybody knows what I came here for. Rapping on the mic on a iPhone with a Matty D. And you're looking at me like you wanna jump in. So here's the mic. Come in a fly in V, we're a flock of geese heading south to Mexico. We're gonna have this conversation on the beach with seagulls picking at my peach and my drink on the beach. Get my suntan vitamin D, cause I'm not getting that in Canada, you see? Cause it's winter. It's winter. Cause I'm tearing up the mic, I'm riding on my bike, I'm going up the hill and it's causing me a fright. Cause I'm sliding back down, cause I don't have snow tires. Cause it's a push bike, the beat just dropped and I don't know what to do. Looks like I'm going a cappella on the crew. And if you wanna go toe to toe, I will do just tune in. Tune in next week to Studio 603. Ah, that was the drop again. You know, we'll get deep like a mermaid.